Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer. And I'm Sam Holland. And you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on my blog, thatminivanlife.com, or at my Instagram account, at thatminivanlifeblog. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Summer, welcome to the show. And let me just introduce you by saying Summer shares on her Instagram account, at summerisjoy, and on her blog, summerjoytravels.com. Calm. How she travel hacks with her family, like her family of origin, like parents, siblings, and how she affords to go to Disney three to four times a year. Is that the question that, I mean, that was the question people were asking me, which made me start an Instagram account. Why, how do you travel so much? You have a nonprofit job. Yeah. 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 And I'm in the same boat. I mean, I work for, I work for the state. So, uh, people were definitely like, this doesn't make sense. How do you, how are you going? You're going again? Huh? What? And I'd be like, Ooh, it's a long story. Would you really like me to tell you? Yes. Yes, we would. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so here's my Instagram handle. Um, yep, let me know exactly. if you want to open a credit card. <laughs> you can do this too. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Thank so, you for having me on. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yes. I've been looking forward to this and Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it isn't this part of your story that you actually didn't love Disney, Disney World until you were a grown up? Tell us about your story of falling in love with Disney. Yeah, I really, I really fell hard. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. Everybody who knew me before Disney is like, yeah, like you didn't talk about this at all, and now it's all you talk about. <laughs> I mean, I grew up watching Disney movies like any kid, but I, I wasn't even aware that there was a Disney World. Like those people who don't know that there's Disneyland and Disney World, land is in California, world is in Florida. That was me. Like, I just love the movies, love animation, love Pixar. But I, it wasn't until one of my lifelong friends did the Disney college program that I was like, oh, you're going to Florida for Disney World. OK, OK, I got it. Um, but still, that didn't like that didn't make me look it up or anything because I was like, that's that's unattainable. But when she became a professional intern, she was like, hey, you could, you should come visit me. I get 10% off tickets, which is hilarious to me now because <laughs> like, that's, and they're still so expensive. 10% is really not an inducement for a poor college girl to go, but it sold me. So I went with, another, with a third friend. I was 22 and that was my first time. I did not plan anything. I was like getting overwhelmed just by like telling people in small talk, oh yeah, I'm going to Disney World for a few days. And they would overload me with all this advice and be like, are you doing this? Are you doing this? And I was like, I don't even, what is, what is table service? Do you mean like a sit down? Like, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. And there's a party that you have to pay for on top of your ticket. I, I didn't understand any of it. So I just went in completely blind. I told my friend, I want to meet Rapunzel. That was my only goal. <laughs> That's a and good did you goal. and did I did you accomplish that goal? 
I did. I was so nervous. I was literally like a little kid, but I was like trying to think of good questions to ask her. But we went into Magic Kingdom for like three hours. Like it was not not the ideal schedule, but we like rope dropped. We did breakfast at Be Our Guest. We did three rides. And then my friend is like, time to go. We're going to Animal Kingdom. And I'm like, what? Why? And as we're leaving Magic Kingdom, which we've only been in for three hours, the castle show is happening. And I was like, can I please, can, can we just watch this and then we'll go to Animal Kingdom? And she's like, fine. And she she sits like 50 feet away from, from the castle. Like she does not care about the show. So I'm there like literally by myself, a 22-year-old. And Rapunzel comes out onto the stage and Tiana comes out. And I just started crying. I was like, magic is real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I was overtaken. I was like, this is like a place where all the stories are real. Everyone's in on the pretending like I I can like fully go there. I can pretend uh, and believe in the magic. And it was all there. And I was like, wow, like this has been here my whole life. And I didn't know I couldn't have afforded to go. I couldn't really afford to go when I did. But I just went and then I was like, I have to get back there. Like those were your people. Yeah, they were my people. I was like, I didn't know my people were down here. <laughs> the happiest place on earth. And no one can afford to go there. That's why we go on points Dude. and miles. <laughs> yes, exactly. The expensive. Exactly right. Okay. So points and miles, I know, is is a huge part of your story. I don't know when you started doing that. Maybe you'll tell us along the way. But can you share your favorite Disney points and miles hack or story so far? Yeah, I was thinking... I was thinking about like the best single trip because I've taken like I've done 14 trips in the last five years. Holy moly. Uh, but they're short. None of them have even been a full week. Like I've gone for one night. I've gone for two nights. Three nights is really ideal. But like the best trip that kind of used all my knowledge that I had gained from being obsessed with trying to get back there was last October when I got to take my brother for the first time. And he was 23. So like kind of the same age I was when I went for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, well, I'll start with the trip first. I use Southwest points for the flight because Southwest is huge at BWI. They have like 10 nonstops every day. It's just the best option. And I rented DVC points, which I know you guys have talked about um, for the Polynesian, which is like my top in my top two resorts. It might be my top. Um, And I used Chase Ultimate Rewards points to cover most of two of a two day park hopper ticket for me, my mom and my brother. So that was like all the tricks I could pull out. And it was like I was planning like the best possible first trip to Disney World. Because my first trip was off property. Like we parked hop, but not efficiently. And I was like, if I could have like, if I could give my brother the first, the perfect first trip, this is what I would do. And it's so rare that like what you plan for your family, they actually like all of it. But like he did, he loved it. He had never even been on a plane before. So like he was just mystified. (laughs) He was mystified even by like waking up in Maryland and then two and a half hours later landing in Orlando. He's like, summer, we're not in, we're not in Florida. We're still in Maryland. We didn't even leave. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, we really did. Like, look, look at this map. You're now all the way down here. And 
he was like, he was fascinated by all the things I wanted him to be fascinated by. And we're staying at a deluxe resort. Our two park days were Monday and Wednesday. So we had those extended evening hours. He got to ride Flight of Passage, Rise of the Resistance, um, the mountains in Magic Kingdom. And like, he, he could barely even remember it all. But like, when we came out of Flight of Passage, he was like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I nearly teared up. And I'm like, oh, I got him. I got him. And it's like food, everything you could have asked for. <laughs> yes, it really was. And like, he, he's such a thinker. So he, as soon as we landed, he's asking me like, how big is this place? How do they afford that? The buses are free. What, what about this? And so I'm like getting to explain to him the details of like how the parks work, which when I'm there with my mom and sister, they've heard it all before. They don't care anymore. So like we got to spend most of the time, like in line waiting for things like talking about, Disney World history because he wanted to know and I was like this is the best thing ever someone wants to listen to me talk about Disney World history <laughs> I'll stand in this line as long as I need to okay did you guys grow up in Maryland because I need to yes know, this seems like a major Disney marketing fail that you never heard of Disney, I know. World. Disney World what are you yeah, doing it's, like, it's not huge like I think the families I talk to now, they're they're like that family that aspires to go one day, one time with their kids. Mm-hmm. And like I only knew one family growing up that went regularly, but like they didn't talk about it. They weren't like, oh, my gosh, we just came back. It was so amazing. They like they scrimped and saved and I didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not huge here. That's so funny. I was going to ask if we were neighbors because we just flew out of BWI this weekend. We fly out of there. Oh, lot. really? Yeah. Well, we live in Pennsylvania, so it's like a little over an hour. Well, it's like an hour and a half for us to get there. But they have a ton of direct flights. Yeah. Which is great. Okay. So let's recap this trip. Um, It was Southwest Points. And was that, did you open Southwest Cards to get those points? Did you have the Companion Pass? We didn't have Companion Pass yet. We just opened cards. I think... Everyone in my family has a Southwest personal card at this point. So at that point, it was probably me using my points and my brother using his points from his personal card. And like after that, he really kind of got why I travel hacked because he would he would be like, how much is this place normally? How much was that flight supposed to be? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it was this. But we only paid eleven dollars and 20 (laughs) cents. Isn't that great? He's like, yeah, yeah. okay, I get it. So, yeah, we use our. We use personal Southwest cards. I couldn't get approved for the business card and used chase points to cover the tickets. I wouldn't like normally what I wouldn't plan to do that. They were just the points we had at the time because all my other ideas for trips weren't working out. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I mean, I don't know when we'll be able to use these next. So I might as well use a couple of them for making our tickets not so heinously expensive. Yeah, for sure. Been there. Chase ultimate rewards for tickets. It's okay to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, good, Kim good. isn't a huge fan, but it's hard for me because I want to maximize every point. So it's mm-hmm. hard. I understand um, that. One cent per point. I know. It's like I know when but... you know they could be well, but I'll just normalize it and say I can't remember if I've shared this on this podcast before. So during COVID, my husband cashed out a bunch of ultimate rewards because I think he was a little bit scared. Like 
travel was never going to happen again. All the points were going to go away. Who knew? Like COVID was lockdown was so weird. And we live in Oregon, which was even more locked down and very COVID conscious. And so he was like, do you mind if I just cash out our ultimate rewards? And I was like, sure. And now I'm like, oh, maybe we should have. <laughs> but, you know, you do what you got to do at the okay, time. You and can get more. Yep. That's right. And then you get more. And we have a whole episode on, on how to get unlimited ultimate rewards, which is a plan I'm working right now. So, you know, sometimes you use them for tickets. But let's talk yes, also exactly. about. So you rented DVC at the Polynesian. I mean, that's kind of top tier DVC rental, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It used to be the whole market has like changed since I learned about it, which is like, ah, uh, why did it have to get more expensive? But when I learned about DVC was in like 2019 and I was able to, this was the first time I rented, not with my brother. I found like last minute availability at the Polynesian two months out. And wow. I was just like, I'm going, like, I'm going to take it. I don't care if it's only two nights. And it was. And then two years later, I'm now paying more, but like, it's still a good, it was still a good deal compared to what it could have been, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I did it through a Facebook group. I found someone who had a confirmed reservation at the Polynesian in October, 2021. And I was like, okay, I'm taking this because that's a monorail resort during the first month of the 50th anniversary. Wow. And she's only asking for $18 per point. She could be asking for 20 or 22 based on, you know, what she has. So I took that. And I'm glad I did because the dates like never opened up after that. Like sometimes with DVC, it's not flexible, right? You can't cancel and modify. Like it's hard to do any of that. Mm -hmm. But my, I still am compelled to like check and be like, does anyone else have something that would have been better had I not taken this deal? But there was nothing. So I was confident. Um, do you normally use Facebook groups? Is that your like, well, like, I guess I just read that you own DVC, right? Yeah, I do. I bought it last year. Um, so I have points at the Beach Club Resort, but I'm only going to use those at Beach Club because Beach Club is this this special animal that's so hard to yeah. rent. And so I, I won't like use my Beach Club points at Polynesian. They wouldn't stretch as far. And it's like I paid the price for those points because they were Beach Club. But I, obviously I can't only go once a year. I've got to I've got to fly. I got to go three to four times. So <laughs> I still rent for my other trips a lot. So okay. Facebook and how groups do you have become. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You use Facebook groups then? Is that uh -huh. like your go-to? Yeah, it is. I, I subscribe to like all of the rental brokers that send out newsletters, but I'm looking for like their cheap discounted points. If I um, need to, if I want to go somewhere and like rent 11 months out, I'm going to go to a Facebook group because those owners charge less than the rental brokers right. most of the time. Sometimes they charge just as much. And then I'm like, what's the point? But when I can find someone who's charging less, then I will do the work myself to like look them up in the Orange County Register uh, message. They're like past renters and get references for them and see like, is this person legit? Can I like really save money by renting through them directly instead of going through a broker? So that's what I've done for my next two trips that are coming up to Disney World. Okay. Those are all really good tips because I've never like rented points through an individual. I've always just done it through like David's Vacation Club rentals. So mm -hmm. those are the things that scare me. <laughs> I'm just afraid yeah. to like, 
I don't know, pick the wrong person. Yeah, it, it can be scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. I almost got scammed one time. This was like back in early 2020. I was so desperate to rent Beach Club that like I posted a message and someone like replied back to me saying they had exactly what I needed, which uh-huh. was like too good to be true. Um, but my bank sorted it out for me. So now I'm much more careful. Um And I realized even looking someone up in the Orange County Register, if they own at a Florida resort, um, even that is not foolproof because anyone can do that and they can see, oh, there's someone named Becky who owns at this resort. I'll say my name is Becky on Facebook. So it's a combination of the records and references. And if they've been in the Facebook group, you know, for more than a day, because that's suspicious. Okay. But it does save me money. So I do it. That's what we're all about is saving the money. So, I mean, you almost free tickets on Southwest, ultimate rewards for tickets. So then you saved up to pay for renting the DVC at the Polynesian. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you didn't buy it on a purchase it on a credit card and somehow get it to code a certain way and erase it or use a statement credit or anything. It was just like the only expense that you didn't really hack. I mean, you did hack yeah, it because yeah. you rented DVC, but... Right. Yeah. The only hack was DVC there. And I was just like, okay, there's three of us going, we'll split it by three. That's enough that I don't like feel this need to redeem my points for one cent per point. We can just pay that. Yeah. I think Polynesian is a good excuse to do that. Oh my gosh. That's mm-hmm. like, I think that's where I want to stay next. We've Are you going to do it? I don't know. Well, Sam and I were in Orlando. When was that? In May? Mm-hmm. And we walked through the Polynesian. We had and lunch. We, and we ate a Dole Whip. Oh, and we ate lunch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so very good. Don't we recommend. Pre- yeah, I didn't like my. <laughs> well, you know what? Not that the food wasn't good. It was just very tiny. <laughs> I remember my lunch True. was very small. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, we pretended like we were staying there for a day, for an afternoon. <laughs> That's awesome. Always fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Anyone can ride the monorail or any of those transportation options for free, which I've done too. And just check out the Polynesian mm-hmm. and before you rent DVC to stay there. So let's yeah, I would definitely tell people to do that. Yeah, for sure. Check it out. Ride the monorail, ride the Skyliner, you know, look around at all the different resorts and see which vibe you want to go for. And then start looking around in the Facebook groups for rentals but this is your kind of summer a resort expert at this point because you've set this goal I've seen your bingo card that you've put on Instagram to stay at all the resorts I know you haven't quite stayed at all of them so maybe update us where you are in the process and then which ones are your favorite you said Polynesian is up there oh yeah my favorite ones are the Polynesian and the beach club They're both like one's beach, one is like, you know, islands, ocean. And I just, I love the ocean. I love the water. So those are my two favorite. I bought at Beach Club because it's harder to rent points for than Polynesian. And I was like, I can still stay at the Polynesian if I don't own there. So, but those are my top two. I really can't choose. I just go back and forth, but I miss Polly right now because I haven't been since last year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And uh, (laughs) I know that's not even, most people go once a year. I'm just. I'm just nuts about it. And for the other resort, I I've stayed at nine. Um, And the fun, the fun thing about this question is that people count them differently. Like, you know, yacht and beach club, 
is technically two resorts. So if you stay at Beach Club, do you count that as having done the resort? Mm. I kind of do because, I mean, maybe at some point I'll spend like $500 for a single night at Yacht Club to check it off, but I don't really feel the need to because uh-huh. I can walk over there. We share the same pools. We share, I can, you know, I've eaten at the restaurants. It's not a hugely different experience. So with that, I'm like, Yacht and Beach Club, I kind of count as done, even though I've never slept in the Yacht Club room. Fair enough. And Makes sense. Yeah. I'll give it to you. And then there's Wilderness Lodge. Thank you. Thank you. And Wilderness Lodge has like the hotel side, the old DVC Boulder Ridge Villas, and then the new DVC Copper Creek. But Uh it's all like, you know, they all use the same bus stop. So I have a stay coming up at Copper Creek and I'm counting that as checking off Wilderness Lodge. We'll also allow that. Yeah, we will. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to allow that yes. just one time. So can I ask, which ones have you not stayed at? I've not stayed at uh, Bay Lake Tower or the Contemporary. Okay. That's still on my list. Um, and I haven't stayed at Riviera Resort yet. That That's pretty high on my list. That The restaurants there are just great. So I would love to do that someday. And I haven't stayed at Boardwalk I really okay. want to stay there, even though it's right across from the beach club, my home resort, because I want to get that boardwalk view studio that's like above the boardwalk in the crest of the wave section and see Epcot fireworks from my balcony. Mm, so that's so a huge cool. bucket list item for me. The boardwalk is easy to get into in a lower category, but hard to get into in the boardwalk view category. So that's yeah. a tricky one. I haven't stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That has, like Wilderness Lodge, a hotel side, a DVC side, and a second DVC side. If I stay anywhere within there, I'm counting that. But I really need it to be a Savannah view because that's like the quintessential experience. Yeah, we stayed there and didn't have the Savannah view. And I mean, I'm a little sad about it, but I'm so glad we got to stay there. The Animal Kingdom Lodge. So when you're talking about places you haven't stayed, are you counting all Disney resorts or just the, the DVC like no, I'm definitely counting all of them. Okay. It was like when, so when my friend who was an intern became a cast member, she was like, hey, I could get you discounts on the hotels. And so I thought, okay, like cast members get up to 40% off for friends and family. Uh, and they can book that up to 124 days out. Okay. So using her discount, I was like, okay, I could afford a value resort. Um, and if I like split it with you know, three or four people, I could afford a moderate sometimes. Uh, But it was when I learned about renting DVC that I realized I could stay at all of them (laughs) using DVC points and her discount. And that was when I like got the idea to stay at all of them because you can stack her discount on it. No, like I'll use her discount to check off the moderate resorts and the value resorts. And then I'll use renting DVC to check off the deluxe resorts. Got it. Okay. So I know I want to ask about the contemporary because I'm, it's the one I'm most intrigued by because it just feels really epcot to me. It looks like, Oh, this is, this is like, if you've seen that original video from some of those original old videos of Walt talking about Disney world, the contemporary, I'm like, This feels the most like Disney World-ish OG Mm -hmm. to me. But I know you're not that intrigued by it. Can you say why? I'm not. I think like the building 
seems kind of it seems kind of ugly to me like it's just like this gray concrete but I realized that's like a 70s thing and maybe if I can like reframe it as like historical and <laughs> or extreme I would love it too <laughs> retro yeah <laughs> retro be that would be a better word but like with with the DVC part Bay Lake Tower that's like not even in the A-frame building I just find that building so unappealing it looks like a hospital to me and I'm like I don't even know like if I when I check that off I might just do like one night at Bay Lake Tower to say I checked it off but I'd rather do one night in the actual contemporary but that would be like $600 so who knows how I'll check that off well <clears throat> I would also like to discuss with you the Marriott Deluxe Resorts. Have you, I can't remember if you stayed at the Dolphin Swan or Swan Reserve? Not yet. I'm planning to next year. So yeah, I definitely count those in my quest to stay at all of them. Uh, the Swan Reserve has added to the number genuinely, but it's kind of like, you know, Yacht and Beach Club, like they share pools. You can go to all the restaurants. So I have, I got that five free night certificate offer from Chase back this summer nice. and I'm going to, my hope was to do a night at the Swan Reserve, uh, two nights at the Dolphin, two nights at the Swan, and I've booked it for next summer. So I will have, I'll be able to check those off next year. Great redemption. Great. That was a, such a good bonus. I'm glad you got to hop on that one. And we're, I'm staying at the Dolphin for the first time. This will actually be the first time I've ever stayed on property at Walt Disney World. It's at the Dolphin. Ooh. We use Marriott points. And the reason I bring it up is because you mentioned the extended evening hours for deluxe resorts. I feel like this is not something everyone knows. And so I want to make sure people hear about it because we're going to take advantage of it. Um we're going to Epcot on a Monday in November, and we're going to get the extended hours at night because we're staying at the Dolphin, and um, that will give us another chance to ride Cosmic Rewind. This is, like, very strategic to try and work yeah. this into your plan for especially these rides that are new and have virtual queues, et cetera. Yeah, that's such a great idea. Like, I would, I would always plan my trips that way. Now... I, when I went in Disney on a Monday or Wednesday and I'm not staying deluxe, I'm like, oh, I really messed that up. Yeah, the Swan <laughs> and Dolphin definitely count. <laughs> so that's a great strategy to plan your vacation that way. Well, and when you're, we talked about this with Disney Point Gals. When you're from the West Coast, it's really appealing to be in the car, in the parks later in the day just because of the time change. Yeah. But that'll be good for my teenagers, you know? Mm -hmm. And they just confirmed, Disney just confirmed that extended evening hours will continue through the end of 2023. So people were worried that they would stop at the end of the 50th anniversary. But all of 2023, Swan and Dolphin, all the deluxes will have extended evening hours. We can assume Monday and Wednesday, Epcot and Magic Kingdom, it might change up. But like, you know that if you're coming during weekdays, you're going to get some kind of extended evening hours in 2023 if you're deluxe. Uh, let's talk about your rather unique situation summer where, I mean, a lot of people who are in the hacking community talk about player one and player two, you talk about players one through six, because your whole family is now earning and redeeming points together, which is so cool. What are the ups and downs of having... <laughs> 
players one through six when you're earning welcome bonuses for points and miles. Yeah, it's great. It's like I was I'm the oldest of four and I was obviously the, the one to discover travel hacking. And so I've been able to like kind of curate my siblings like credit card choices because they didn't have any cards when I learned about it. And so they've been like, what should I get first? And I'm like, OK, get this. And then a year later, we'll get the Chase Sapphire preferred. So like it's perfect. But it's also, it's not perfect because it's a lot to manage, right, with six people. And everyone has varying degrees of interest in, like, traveling as often as I want to travel um, and keeping track of all these things. Uh, so it's me and my mom who are keeping track of it. And with six people, the best thing about it is that we always have someone we can ask to apply for a card. <laughs> like, I yeah. And I, I have to like approach them a couple of times, right? And like butter them up like, hey, in a few weeks, we'll be done with this minimum spend. And I might ask you to apply for a card for us so we can go to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, <laughs> okay, whatever, tell me later. But like, I have only applied for, well, I've, let's say I've only gotten approved for two cards this year, but I've we have met 12 minimum spends because it doesn't have to all be me. So like we can right. go through each person. Yeah. So you're all kind of sharing points. Is that booking for everybody sort of? Yeah. So my, my rule is like, I won't ask a person to apply for a card if they're not going on the trip that card is for. Gotcha. But if they are, then I'm like, you got to pitch in, you got to apply. So you're kind of like travel agent too. I mean, you're organizing all of this like which cards are we opening and who's going on which trip mm -hmm. yeah we have we have so many trips planned it's like 2023 isn't even here yet and it's already full like <laughs> we just have so much going on and it's like so many so many things that uh to hack for but it's mm -hmm. it's just so helpful to have them all so like when we get a card I give it to everyone. I'm like, take a picture of this, screenshot it, put it in your Apple wallet, put it in your Google Pay. Please use this card for any purchase you have that's over $50. And all of my siblings are like that, like good kind of credit person who doesn't want to use their credit card. My siblings would rather use their debit card and not have a bill and not have to like know they spent money that they can't see is gone yet. So they they'll they'll put the purchases that are big on the card and like little things like their coffee they're gonna put on their debit card still i wish they would put it on a different credit card of theirs but they're really debit so, card people unless we're working together <laughs> are they then just venmoing you at the end of a month or something how yep, are you yep we have all the purchases it's like all all the <clears throat> excuse me all the banks will let you you know like download a spreadsheet of all your purchases and so i'll do that and i'll put in like this was my sister. This was my brother. This was dad. This was mom. Um, wow. And we keep a tally and they like, they want to get it off their plate too. So they'll send me money throughout the week or send my mom money, whoever is like keeping track of all the expenses. And then we meet the spends so fast this way, even though we're not putting like literally every purchase on the card, everyone putting their big expenses on the card means we meet most spends in two months instead of three. I am really amazed by this. That feels like a whole other level of like <laughs> staying organized. In the, I mean, it's already a lot to stay organized in travel hacking as it is. But when you're like combining <laughs> multiple households, 
Well, you know, I'm already thinking yeah. about this for my kids who are starting to, they're getting ready to leave home. Like I'm going to have an 18 year old next year and I'm already like, what card am I going to have him open? Cause I mean, yeah. it's going to serve many purposes. He already is, has established credit because he's an authorized, authorized user on Darren's Venture X. Uh -huh. So we're hoping he'll be able to just like open a credit card on his own next year. And then, like you said, it'll be so he can travel with us. So I'm enticing him to keep traveling with us, but he's also earning some of the miles to do so. So it's a great yes. family travel trick for adult kids. Yeah. It definitely requires like a lot of trust and closeness like some mm -hmm. people aren't close with their siblings or their parents and like if you're not if you don't have enough of a reason to travel with these people you don't need to travel hack with them but we're very close as a family uh you know we're all still in the same place so it it works for us to trust each other and they trust me with my credit card decisions and they do see like oh my score actually went up uh and so we've it's just kind of like a pattern of life now that they just ask me like, oh, I'm about to buy this. What card should I put it on? That's and then so we all get to go to Mexico together or Disney. Were any of your family members reluctant to get in on this? Yeah, I mean, really the most reluctant one was my mom. And when she okay. got on board, that was like, well, if mom is doing it, then it can't be, you know, it can't hurt us. Right. But she is definitely like anti-credit card debt anti-paying fees and interest to banks she's like this is how they get you they want you to forget about the bill they want you to keep a balance and I never do that and I'm like that's why you should be travel hacking mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it took like it took a few months of like lo lots of conversations about this because it can be emotional right like if you've had credit card debt in the past that you worked really hard to get rid of, or you had a bad score that you had to work really hard to improve. Like you don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. And so I had to like come to her with proof and more proof. Like this isn't a scam. It's really going to work. We're not going to get arrested. The FBI isn't going to bust through our <laughs> door and say, you have too many miles. So <laughs> after I got her on board, she got my dad on board. Really. She like manages the finances for her and my dad. And then it was just like, okay, now you're 18, you, you get a card too. So now that all my siblings are 18 and up, they've all got a Sapphire preferred cards and it's just about what trip is next. Love it. This is when you live in Maryland, you honestly think about like the FBI might come <laughs> knock on my door. I mean, they live, they're literally <laughs> close to them. I can see their office. Yes. We don't think about that in Oregon. Exactly. We're too far away. <laughs> Okay, which which minimum spend is your family working on right now, Summer? And what's your next card? Right now, my sister just got approved for the Capital One Venture card. That is $4,000 in three months. Uh, it hasn't even arrived yet, but I was like, please get the app, make your account, and uh, get your virtual account number so that we can start spending on it because it hasn't arrived yet. So. I've sent that screenshot to everybody and that is the new card that we are working on. And after that, I'm like, that will honestly probably take us like six weeks to meet. So I always like the good rule of thumb is like 90 days, right? But we can only keep 90 days between each person's uh, approvals and applications if we switch people. So next application will be my mom. 
because she'll be at 90 days once we're done with that. And I think as long as the city premiere bonus is still 80,000 points, that's definitely going to be our next card. That one might be ending this month, but no one knows. It's a rumor. Yeah. I hope it, I hope you get one more month out of it. The I was just talking to Darren about the venture rewards. It's such a good one. Cause doesn't it have a global entry credit? Mm-hmm. It does. It's and you can get into a Capital One lounge twice in a year. It's kind of a a sleeper. I mean, it's really good if you don't want to go for the full on Venture X. It has the same bonus as the Venture X. Yeah, yeah. For now, yeah, we'll see. That's a good. We yeah. keep saying it's elevated, and then I'm like, is it just gonna stay? <laughs> is this just the normal right. bonus now? Who knows? Who knows? At this point three of us have the capital one venture and i think as as long as the ventures bonus stays at seventy five thousand, i'll just have everyone apply for it as long as it like is elevated because it's that good like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of that all six of us need to have you know like we all six have a chase sapphire preferred but we don't right. all have like the marriott card um so as long as that stays that way we well, I'll try to have everyone at least try for the Capital One Venture. But I got denied. That's I got denied for the Venture X when it launched. And I got denied for the Capital One Venture. So I think they just don't like me. But Sad. I guess I'll, just, I'll get the other five of us on board. I'll still give them our money and I take their like, points. Yeah, Capital One and City can both be so finicky and hard to figure out. It's like they, it sometimes does seem like just for some reason they're blacklisting certain people and there's no explanation. It's so hard to figure out. Here's just a data point. My husband applied for the City premiere this summer and that one has been notoriously hard for certain people to get. And they said he'd had too many credit inquiries in a certain amount of time and he he was at 324. So oh, we were like, what? Yeah, me and my husband both got denied for that card. I mean, what? I haven't tried in a year. Yeah. But are you going to try know. again? Um, Maybe. We're like getting ready to do the Southwest Companion Pass. So it's like the timing's not great. So I'm assuming the bonus will be back down by the time we would be ready for it. Summer, I feel like your family really needs the Companion Pass. Did you ever get it? We have one. So last okay. year we had my mom get it because with with like different credit profiles and incomes, I was like, you have the best chance of getting approved for both of these cards in such a short time. And mm-hmm. she did. And that was when the, the personal card was offering 50,000 points for spending, I think, $2,000. But then they were offering another 50,000 points if you yes. spent... 12, uh, what 10 or 12 yeah 12. 12 and so I was like okay so if we do at least this we'll get the pass but we should try to get to 12 so we can have even more points and I was like okay she said that we'll try and we got it so we have one companion pass I'm her companion obviously we got it for <laughs> all of this year <laughs> and next year but this year I kind of want my dad to get the pass I think his, his like 524 and things is in the right like spot where I think he has a good chance of getting approved. Um, but it's like the timing, like the trip, the trip that we would use it for isn't till the summer. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'll actually 
do like October sign October's practically over, but I don't think I'll do like November, December. I might not even have them apply for those until January. Cause we just don't have any trips like between now and the summer that it would be yeah. needed for. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You do have a Disneyland trip coming up, which I've been really excited to ask you about because you hacked the whole thing. So can you tell us about that? Your first Disneyland trip? I'm so excited. Like before 2020 happened, I had a plan of like, I'll do this trip in 2020. Then I'll go to Disneyland in 2021. Then I'll go on a Disney cruise in 2022. And it didn't happen that way. So now a little bit delayed. We're going to Disneyland and it is like fully hacked. Unlike the, you know, other trip I described where I used DVC points um, and just kind of paid that cost uh, because it was enough of a discount. But this is like the most hacked trip I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited about it. We're staying at an IHG. I got approved for the Chase IHG Premier card. And that bonus covered six nights. And I know like I I read all the blogs and most people wouldn't even say that you need six nights to do Disneyland, but I need six nights to do <laughs> Disneyland because I need to do it all. Who knows I when need to be, be like, back? I, exactly. It's like Disney World is a two and a half hour flight and I can go there like for a weekend and I don't feel like that's ridiculous, although it probably is. But Disneyland is six hours away and that's just like, Oi, I don't want to come back soon. So we're doing six nights. My mom and sister will probably be sick of Disneyland by the time we leave because we've got five day tickets. But I just don't want to be able to, I just don't want to have to miss anything. And I want to do like the shows. They have so many shows there, despite there only being two parks. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm mystified by all of it. Mm -hmm. And we are flying on American Airlines Normally, I would look at Southwest, but they didn't have, like, good times. Like, I don't want to be waking up at 4.30 to leave Anaheim and go back home. So American had the best, like, schedule, and I had American points from, you know, trips that never happened. What about tickets, did you say? Yeah, tickets. We got two cards to cover the tickets. My plan was for me and my mom to both get the Capital One Venture. But like I said, Capital One denied me. So I pivoted and I got the city premiere. It's kind of amazing that city approved me when Cap denied me. But oh, well. So those two bonuses, 75,000 points up from the Venture card and 80,000 points from the city premiere card covered like $1,500 of tickets because we needed a ticket for me my mom, my sister. We're going for five days doing the park hopper, paying for Genie Plus, even though I hate paying for it. And yeah, that was like, I was like, oh, we actually can, like we have enough time to cover our tickets completely. So why not? And we're going in January, right after all of the Christmas stuff ends because of crowds. That's a really good time to go. Do you know what the, if any, which rides are going to be being refurbished? So I'm counting on not being able to ride It's a Small World, which I know you don't like, but I love it. And I've always wanted to see like the Disneyland facade for mm -hmm. It's a Small World. So it's I'll just so like pretty. gaze upon it. Yeah, it's so pretty. I just love, I have the It's a Small World lounge fly backpack and I'll just have to go there and take a lot of pictures, but that's probably going to be closed because they'll be returning it to the vanilla version 
because it will have been the Christmas version mm. or holiday version. Hopefully they'll have yeah. just the out the ride that's like the front of the ride so that you can still see it that it's unbelievable mm-hmm. it's like one of the things that i think is just iconic about disneyland california and makes it stand out over any other park in the world because no other park in the world has that elaborate of a small world exterior it's i love mm-hmm. it so much yeah it's just beautiful and so historic so i'll definitely mm-hmm. uh go by that area and probably spend a lot of time there, even though I expect it to be closed. The other ride that will probably be closed for my trip is Haunted Mansion because they'll be converting it from Haunted Mansion holiday back to regular Haunted Mansion. And that's a bummer because it's different from Disney World. Like I've, I've watched the, the ride throughs on YouTube, but I still wanted to see it in person and see the Hatbox Ghost, but Hatbox Ghost is coming to Disney World too. So it's all blending into one, but I know I will go back to Disneyland and those two rides will be first on my list. I just don't know when. Mm-hmm. What about Splash Mountain? Will it be closed? Yeah, I don't, they haven't said yet, but I expect it will be closed either because, you know, winter refurbishment or prep preparations for uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, that's and not too Splash bad. Mountain Every- yeah. Yeah. It's always such a toss up. Do I want to go when the, when there's low crowds, but rides will be closed or yeah, (laughs) during Christmas (laughs) when everything's open, but you guys are going to have a great great time. I can't wait to hear, see your reactions and yeah, I'm so excited. And because we saved like so much money, we, we didn't even pay a lot in annual fees for those cards. I am going to just pay cash. Well, I'll use a Disney Visa card for a discount, but I want to do the tour that they just started offering where you get to go into Walt's Main Street apartment above the fire department. Ooh, fun. Is that expensive? Oh, yeah. It's like $160 before discounts, and it's only 90 minutes. And I told my mom, and she was like, you're crazy. I mean, (laughs) go ahead, do it but I, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, it's okay. I didn't expect you to, but yeah, you guys can do something else for 90 minutes while I go see Walt's apartment because why, why, why wouldn't I? Oh yeah. YOLO. I think that's a really, for someone who loves Disney as much as you do, I think that was a good choice. I approve. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So I have a little fun story to tell and then a question to ask. So, Summer, remember when we were both at Epcot on the same day, but we didn't see each other, but we saw each other, but we didn't see each Mm -hmm. other. (laughs) (laughs) So we had just become Instagram friends and started talking to each other. And then all of a sudden one day we were like, oh, my gosh, we're both at Epcot. And um, I was like, what are you wearing? What do you like? How am I going to find you? And, And you were like, I have these purple ears on with flowers on them, I think. Or I had seen you also post a picture of yourself with your ears on. Anyway, so we're both in line for Frozen. I see you in the line. Oh, I see your ears. I'm like, there she Mm -hmm. is. That has to be her. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll see you when we get off the ride. Never found each other, whatever. The the rest of the day, we would message like, where are you now? Oh, I'm over here. Okay, well, maybe I'll see you. But just as it turned out, we never saw each other. But what I learned about you that day was you have this extensive collection of awesome dresses and ears that you wear to the park so can you tell us about that 
Yeah, I know. I think I know what ears I was wearing. I was wearing these cocoa ears that like have a, a cocoa pattern with Miguel and then like these gigantic felt purple flowers. Like they're huge. These ears don't even fit in any box I have because the flowers are on both sides. And I always try to tie my ears and dress to like what I'm doing that day. So Epcot was uh, there's the Mexico Pavilion. Coco is has a little bit of representation in the Mexico Pavilion. I would love for that ride to become a Coco ride. And they have that display. So I was like, there's my tie in. I will wear my purple dress, which reminds me of Mama Imelda from Coco. And I'll wear my Coco ears uh, because they like wear flower crowns at different points in that movie. So I always have like a theme. Sometimes it's just a t-shirt, but I like to go for like the ears and dress that are coordinated. Well, it was so cute. And you were also drinking a purple drink that had a flower in it. I remember that. Like even your drink was themed. Yes. Yes. I like, I I love like looking at snacks and things and being like, oh, this is available right now. Like that would be a really fun moment to do. Like purple is my favorite color too. So yeah. That was, oh, I, I was like, Flower and Garden Festival, this is my time. I'm finally going to get to wear this outfit. And yeah. Summer, Outfits I think I just found the picture. Different. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is your dress like the purple wall? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. Yeah, you're adorable. Everybody go find the picture. Thanks. <laughs> I try. I try. Well, so that, like you said, that was during the Flower and Garden Festival, which is outstanding. I, I would just tell everyone to go experience that it was just enchanting i loved every single one of the topiaries it was gorgeous it is really pretty yeah it's like it can't be missed every like all the festivals i feel like can't be missed with with food and wine it's like well you can go whenever but the the shorter ones i just like i can't not go yeah that's why i gotta go three to four times a year that's right well since we're talking about i mean you weren't really bounding, I guess, but sort of like channeling a certain character who, if you were a Disney character, who would you be? This is a good question. I think I would be Moana because she's like two parts to her, right? Like she's very connected to her family and her people, which I definitely am. I'm so close with my family. We're like all up in each other's finances and she loves the ocean uh, she loves the water. I've always felt connected to the ocean, not in a mystical way, but just like it soothes my soul. And it's like I need to go to the ocean once a year. And I feel like if I had been, you know, living in Moana's time and and there was like a rule to not go explore the ocean, <laughs> I would have felt that same pull to be like, I got to go. I got to see what's out there. So I definitely relate to her. And my two favorite resorts at Disney are also like you know, beach ocean related with the Polynesian and beach club being my favorites. So I just love her. I love her look. I love her big hair. I would love to grow out my hair to be as long as hers. And that's like who I aspire to be in terms of all the Disney characters there are. Good choice. Such a good choice. Like you said, it matches your family, your personality, your, the resorts you love, everything about you. I think that I think you are Moana. <laughs> and where did you get that Moana bathing suit? I got it from Torrid. Oh, you're, you just got it all down. They're, you're adorable. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do have one more thing I want to share and it's an update from our last episode. I shared last week that I was trying to use the advantage e-shopping portal to get five times per mile at shop Disney so that I could buy gift Mm. cards and then use them to buy Disney tickets. And it was successful. I made a reel about it. It's going to be on Instagram by the time you listen to this episode. So the reason that it's such a great find is because um, the fine print in the e-shopping portal says that you don't get five times per mile on gift cards. But homeschooling on points, I'm giving her a hat tip in my reel because she has successfully worked around that fine print by purchasing a specific e-gift card, the Disney 50th anniversary gift card. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of strange that it only works on the one. Well, I'm not going to say that it only works on the one because, you know, you could try it out if you wanted on an, on another one, but that's the one I know for sure that it works on. And I learned that from Heather. So if you're going to try to get, um, if the fine print says that whatever your perk you're trying to get or stock you're trying to get doesn't work on gift cards, try the 50th anniversary gift card. I have 8,000 status earning a advantage miles through the e-shopping portal successfully. So there you go. There's an update. Good job, Sam. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you want to use points to cover Disney tickets, hotels, or flights, points and miles can help, and we'd love to show you how. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points Podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon.